GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another edition of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to South Dakota with three amazing guests from Warehouse 13. So without further ado, let's head on down to K39ZZZ and see who we find. Our first guest is an actor whose roles include Lock and Key, Lost Girl, and Veronica Mars. Today he joins us to discuss the role of Buddhist and ATF agent Steve Jinx. Please welcome Aaron Ashmore. Oh, hey. How's Hi. That's fun. It's <laughs> nice to see you. How's it going, Patty? I am well, sir. How are you holding up? I can't complain. Uh, I was just at a five-year-old's birthday party, uh, so I'm very excited to be here now. This is a lot more exciting for me. But uh, Oh, okay. I, I, a five-year-old birthday party? Well, yeah, there's... There's cake and ice cream. Uh, yes, there is. But okay. I'm, I'm, my weekend's getting better because now I get to do this. So, Oh, absolutely. Eric, glad to have you here. Uh, big fan. I love your body of work. Uh, Lock and Key especially. Uh, just I, I, I love that show from, from top to bottom. So thank you, thank, you for, thank you for being a part of it. We've got two more seasons coming up. So. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> and next, she is an actress, musician, and director whose credits include The Vampire Diaries, Stitchers, and Smallville. Today, she joins us to discuss the role of antagonist turned caretaker Claudia Donovan. Please welcome Allison Scaliotti. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Patty, you've got a great voice. I feel like I'm on QVC, but I'm totally unprepared for. I didn't bring the products to Hawk. And, and and look at this fantastic opportunity right now. Now, is limited. So, uh, you know, the weird thing is, is that natural. they 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 kind of filmed that in my area. And at one point, there was a slight overture. Well, they're looking for people that can sell the geek stuff. And I was like, anyway, that's probably another story. Um, thank you for bringing life to uh, uh, Jaina from the Wonder Twins, um, one of my original cartoon crushes. Uh, so thank you Long for giving her. <laughs> Thank you for giving her. <laughs> I'm so Aaron, you said you just came from one children's party. I mean, really, aren't you just stepping into another children's party? Well, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to wait and see. So sometimes, yes, definitely. <laughs> well, I said, thank you for joining us. Uh, absolute pleasure to have you here. Good to see you in good spirit and good health. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and finally, he is an actor whose body of work includes Supergirl, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Bones. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of Secret Service agent and cookie enthusiast Pete Latimer. Please welcome Eddie McClintock. <laughs> I'm leaving. Uh, oh, hey, guys. I was just <laughs> get my soda. Ah, uh, day. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Bones, I, I thought I was getting excited that it was David Boreanaz. Oh, yes. Get it in, Well, I knew, I knew, I always thought today's show was going to be cracked and not proven. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, how are you? Uh, I'm well. I'm well. Thanks, Patty. How are you, sir? I am good in my corner of the world, uh, doing this outside. Very nice. Thank you for joining us from the patio. Sure, sure. You know, in uh, Southern California, and uh, I don't have to wear a mask anymore, and I'm excited about that. So Let, Let's hear it for medical technology. <laughs> Ooh, Allison, yeah, I did beat beat Nick. I dig, I dig. So, ah, well, gentlemen and lady, welcome to the GalaxyCon virtual stage. So glad to have you here. Our team is going through the chat room right now, pulling out the questions for us. In the meantime, I just like to throw this out. Uh, Warehouse thirteen, 
such an amazing ride. Uh, such such a great, great high concept. Uh, and seeing your characters be able to weave the way through it. What has been the best memory you've taken from being a part of it? I'll defer. <laughs> <laughs> you may do so. Um, I, I, well, I, I will start. I, I think one of the the things that I um, really, really uh, took away from it, and I, I we did a, a con, uh, like the virtual con like this, uh, I don't know when was it, guys, like before Christmas, and seeing it, seeing everybody together, I got weepy, and I was like, it was bizarre, like to just feel so emotional seeing the whole group together, so I, I think really, you know, the, the dynamics and the friendships and stuff that you make, and, and uh, you know, it's just nice to be able to see these guys, and you know, we don't talk all the time. We don't see each other all the time, but I, I do think that when I do see your guys' faces, I, it makes me very, very happy. And I have very yeah. fond memories of those years. Even though it's been like, I don't know how long, how long has it been you guys? Like it's been, it's been a while, but I, uh, yeah. when, when, we, when we started, my, my sons were both still in diapers and now one yeah. is getting ready to drive a car. And the other one's still in diapers, so it's well. Now I'm in diapers. <laughs> That's how long it's been. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. It all comes. Curl, it all comes full circle. I felt like, in addition to what Aaron just said about these like lifelong, meaningful friendships that we lucked into, I feel like I I also came away with it with these amazing mentors. Um, like I, I called our showrunner Jack Kenny two days ago, and we, you know, I got his advice on something, and that's like the older I get and the more, um, you know, lost I get in adulthood, the more valuable I find those, uh, those like really um, gentle mentor relationships. It's yeah. always good. It's so yeah. Uh, for me, um, you know, it was. Uh, it was a huge responsibility, uh, something that wasn't necessarily my, like when you, when you said the word responsibility, uh, that, that generally wasn't, uh, I wouldn't be the first person that you would think of. So early, especially early on in my life. So to be given such a responsibility to, to lead this show, um, to work with uh, the people that I was able to work with and had an opportunity to work with, uh, for for that many seasons, that's the thing I'm most proud of. Um, the fact that that we were able to provide something for for the people, and you know, it provided a lot of um, you know, it, it gave me a lot of pride. You know, it yeah. gave me um, it, it, it it was certainly the best five years of my career so far. But you know, we'll see. You have you have every right to be proud, as you all do, uh, of this show. Again, it was a, a wonderful concept that I, I, I think it was one of those concepts where, all right, they'll they'll run out of doodads by the second season and then it's going to do it too. But uh, again, the strength of the characters and their arcs. And again, like all good sci-fi shows or mystical shows or concept shows, it always comes back to the characters and how they're written and written as people in extraordinary circumstances. And you guys all knocked that out of the park as long uh, as well your peers and castmates. Yeah, I think the one of the really cool things that uh, the show did, and I, I think the strength, obviously the characters, but the dynamics between the characters, that found family, 
yeah. idea of these sort of everybody were sort of misfits in their own in own way and then when they get together they create this amazing family and this amazing group of people and and you know i i think i i definitely heard eddie say this sometimes about the fact that you know there's there's sometimes conflict you know behind the scenes and there's some and there's conflict on the screen with the characters and and those things sort of mirror each other but that's what a family is you know like that's what makes a family so uh, and I just think that the writers really channeled the dynamics of the actors and per certain personality traits of the of the actors to create this really three-dimensional, realistic dynamic between them. And, and I think that that jumped off the page and that's what everybody, in the, at the end of the day, really responded to. Okay. I concur. Yeah, I know, I know Jack tells a story. When he went in to meet uh, with them, he was like, look, I don't know anything about sci-fi. But what I do know is family. So if you can put people around me that uh, you know can fill in all the sci-fi stuff, I can write you a very strong um, show about you know a family, and that's what it was. And um, you, you know, I mean, I you just can't give enough credit to Jack and to the writers. Um, uh, you know, as you said, Patty, you, you you think the doodads after the first season are going to run out, and the doodads just got stronger and better. You know, every I mean, we, you know, I I think after season one, we really well for me, it was after Knock Knock when when Allison's character was introduced. I that's when I because I was kind of watching the show, um, the episodes, but then Knock Knock, I was like wow, there's something here, you know, there's really something here. And, um, and the show, the show for me, really, that's when it took off for me. And, um, and, and the doodads just got wackier and better. And, and I, yeah, I, I agree. And I think that they, they embrace that some are dangerous and they, they embrace the, the, the humor of some of the concepts as well. I mean, Richard Nixon's shoes for crying out loud. I, yeah, I mean, so much too. And speaking of that, Lazy on, uh, I figured this is the inevitable question you're you're probably often asked. So let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. If you could have one <clears throat> of the items, which one would it be? I'll get it out of the way because I thought about this this morning. I was like, we're we're gonna get this question because we always get this question. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I was like, let's just get this, get this, get it out of the way. <laughs> and I was like, I always get the same answer. Let me switch it up. Let me think about, you know the artifacts we haven't talked about in a while. And I thought about the series finale when we're around the uh, that round table, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't it from, it's from Arthurian legend, right? And we all, it doesn't just show us our happiest memory as we remember it, right? Subjectively, it shows us the truest memory. Mm. And I think that's so, uh, I don't know, kind of profound. And um, I think that's the one that I would want. And it would look great in the dining room. Exactly, Eddie. Thank you. Know, you. Well, yes. you know, I watch, I watch designer shows. So. It's rustic. It is. It's very rustic. <laughs> very rustic. Bet English uh, and European as well. As the conventions have, uh, I've, I've had a few pretty colorful uh, ones that I've made up on my own. But, uh, you know, my favorite artifact. Uh, and the one that I actually took, uh, one that was never written into the show, was uh, these uh, bongos that sat on Artie's desk. Between takes, you know, I would 
pick him up and bongo uh, around the the uh, Artie's office to the to the joy and delight of my no. cast members and uh, crew. <laughs> and um, I actually think uh, they they were infused with so much emotion, uh, uh, negative and positive, uh, probably more negative that uh, they became an artifact. And then uh, at the end of the season, at the end of the series, I had everyone sign them. So they're at home and uh, they sit in uh, on my shelf at home. So pretty cool. Well, uh, says their bongos, and as Allison demonstrated. Yeah. Those bongos <laughs> groovy, man. Groovy. Management. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna say mine is is I always I've always said the metronome because I did take the metronome home and it brought Steve mm -hmm. back to life and I loved that and it's such a cool looking piece and and uh, I think it's really cool. But I've been thinking about it a little bit too and and I think these days I would take the bronzer. And when one of my kids is acting a bit, uh, you know, get, get a bit crazy, I'd be like, if you don't behave, you're going to go in the bronzer. You're going to get a timeout. And then that would be the thing. So I'm just going to go with that. Bronzer for timeout. Scare the crap out of you. That is going to turn you into a bronze statue if you don't behave. <laughs> also, I'd like to get it so that if Eddie ever came over to my house, I could get him in there. Because one time right before the take, he was wandering around inside the like inside the bronzer and my character had to go in and it, he's like, Oh, Aaron better get in there. I think they're about to roll the door closed and Eddie's just smiling, laughing from outside. And I'm like, what? And I was like, Oh, and he'd, he'd ripped a fart in there right before I had gone in there. <laughs> well, we had had uh, Korean short ribs for, for lunch and they were spicy. And you know, I've never, I've never been to Korea, Patty. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> right. No bodily, no Aaron bodily resistance. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was infused with uh, those uh, short ribs. But anyways, I remember when Allison did this. See, that's that. You know where I got that, Aaron? Allison did that to me the week before. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And I was like, that is such a good gag. Yeah, yeah, that literally. Sounds, that literally. Sounds you're so old, your memory is going. That's not how it went. <laughs> You farted in the car with me. Oh. Right? Oh, yes. Yes. This is a new move. I don't think anyone on here believes that I fart at all, much less fart right. <laughs> You know, oh, I gotta I gotta say, just for the record, uh Allison, um, I mean Aaron was a good sport with me, but he's a dude, you know, and he but Allison put up with me and was a very good sport. And, uh, and uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look back and uh, have nothing but uh, fond memories of, of young Allison and, and her willingness to uh, endure my uh, chicanery. I was a teenager. <laughs> I love I you. Know. And I've been in therapy for many years, so everything's cool. 
<laughs> Her therapist loves you. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Aaron, I mean, if, we don't talk about you. <laughs> right. And Aaron, if you had kept the bronzer, you could have taken that to the the the, the kids, the five year old birthday party you just came from. And I this is better than this is better than a bounce house. I, I promise. Can, I could yeah, I could charge parents. I'd be like, guys, you throw me a nominal fee here, and I will uh, put your kids in a timeout, and it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Still and silent. Yeah, just, just quiet. Just, this, this pandemic parenting thing's getting to me. It's hard, dude. Dude, just, <laughs> just wait. Just wait till they're teenagers. Oh, you God, think like crazy. you think? I mean, this is the calm before the storm, brother. Okay. It's gonna okay. get. Uh, I mean, they're gonna turn it up to eleven. You know. Yeah, like spinal, yeah. Like, like spinal tap style, just like. And Aaron, you have girls, right? It's either yeah. gonna, it's either going to be Yeah. Uh, good luck, good luck, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. Mm, indeed, indeed. All right, hey, we got our audience questions good to go, so let's go ahead and roll our first one. Here's one from Daya. If you could all, if if all of you could take on a new show together, what type of show would you want it to be? Warehouse Thirteen movie. Does that have to be new? That's new. That would be new. Yeah, I, I'd like to go back and do um, either a Warehouse 13 movie or a, a, like a you know three part mini series or something. You know, I I uh, so many people ask like what you know with all the remakes the people that they're doing now and the revisits of shows. Um, you know, they did the the, the Friends uh, thing recently, which. They didn't invite me to, and, uh, but, but whatever, you know, Cliff, hello. Um, so I would love to go back and see what, uh, whatever, what all the characters are doing these days, you know? Yeah. I think or revisit is, would be good. I think my version of that is if we're all together and if the, if the content is warehouse 13, great, but let's, uh, invert the medium. So instead of a, a single camera hour long show, like we did, let's make it, let's do what WandaVision did and make it a, a multi-cam farce. Ooh, yeah. um, you could direct you know? Al. Mm -hmm. I am available to do that. <laughs> Lovely. I would like that. I would enjoy that mm -hmm. very much. As long as it's you guys, the original cast, you're not just there in the first act to, uh, to turn it over to the new ones, you know. So. Well, Eddie's three-part miniseries that would never happen, right? Right, Eddie, that's not gonna happen. You do have it written, huh? You have it written, right? The three-part uh, miniseries in three parts. In three parts, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's done. It's ready to go. I keep asking, man. I've I've run it up the flagpole. I've run it pretty far up the flagpole, actually. Yeah. Um, Who's playing you know, ball? You running it up? Hello, hello. I can't. It's Hollywood, so we don't discuss those things. <laughs> yeah. um, it's all family secret. Um, uh, you know, um, the Sci-Fi Channel has changed a lot since we were on, and um, there's there's uh, there's really no. Uh, I don't know if we fit in there anymore. Um, which has kind of been the um, the response that I've gotten back. Hmm. So maybe if well, we serious it up a little bit, and you know, brood it up. 
maybe if I don't, I don't know if sci-fi has their own individual streaming service yet. Mm. Well, the show is but property of NBC Universal. It is NBC right? Universal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So they probably own the. the well, well, I've been thing. I've been watching a lot of Peacock, uh, and um, yeah, yeah, I think I think I think it's time for them to do a little original uh, original programming. All right, all right, start those hashtag. Uh, Pe- <laughs> Peacock Warehouse Thirteen. There, boom. Love it. Love there it. You all go. right. Thank you. Great question to start us off with. Hey, what do we have next? From Cassie. Who is a celebrity that you would be excited to meet at a Comic-Con? Well, Uh, I'm not going to say Richard Dreyfuss. Definitely don't. Mine's Jeff Goldblum. Ooh, that's good. That is good. Well, because I I did meet Richard Dreyfuss at a a sci-fi convention. Did he think you were David Boreanaz? Whoopi Goldberg. Hey, Whoopi Goldberg thought I was David Boreanaz, and because he was he was at the same con, ah. and we were all. And then she was like, "Oh, let's get a picture." And then like he, she looked over, and there he was, and she was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's it's you, the person that I don't know." So what happened with Richard Richard Dreyfus? Well, you know, I mean, I you know, I have this yeah, job. Yeah. So I've ever since 1975, I've wanted to meet Richard Dreyfus, and uh, I was nervous, you know, because I'm just a, you know, Ohio hillbilly fangirl at heart. Mm-hmm. And, that, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was sitting there talking to Saul about it, and he's like, "Just go over and say hi. He's a great guy." He's not, and I just. I went over and I was like, Mr. Dreyfus, somebody, you know, and, uh, but I'm not like a weird stalkery fan, you know, so you don't have to worry. Look at my tattoo of a shark. And he, he just, his eyes rolled back in his head. I mean, you can, you can, mm. you can understand. And then, and then I was like, I'm going to go now. <laughs> and, uh, and so I did. <clears throat> Uh, next time we're all in a GalaxyCon green room together, I'll help you reboot that experience. Thank you. Thank you. You know what, um, Eddie, though? Richard Dreyfus may not have cared about meeting you, but you know someone who really did enjoy meeting you? Here we go. And, and came over at an airport restaurant. Ah. Alice Cooper. Do you remember that? I that do. Was that was pretty I cool. I was so mad I wasn't there. Yeah, it was pretty cool because I think that we were looking over and Eddie was like, holy shit, it's Alice Cooper. And I think he kind of looked over and then I think him and his, his I think it was his wife or something were coming out and he kind of came over and was like, hey, guys, just want to let you know that I'm a big fan of the show and that sort of stuff. And it was like, I was like, <laughs> dude, you're oh, yeah. Alice Cooper. And I always I wanted him to do a cameo on the show, just a short can't like if we were walking down the aisles past the stacks and, and just we all kind of looked up and Alice Cooper was sitting up as, you know, like in, in just, Hey guys, you know, as, as an artifact, you know, just saying his um, lines from Wayne's world. Yeah. 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 So, you know, just something cool. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a good one. That was, that was a, the Alice Cooper was good. He's been a guest of ours at our physical shows and yeah, he's an absolute down to earth, 
yes. gentlemen. Um, we, had a, we had a wonderful talk backstage about the origins of Break a Leg and the conflicting uh, legends about where it came from and stuff. And he was like so into it because he loved the vaudeville era. And we, just, we, we, we theater geeked out for about 10 minutes. And like, oh, I got to introduce you. Okay, let's go. You know, so, but yeah. That's, Tremendous that's, that's golfer, cool. that guy, too. Oh, yeah. A professional golfer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Little known fact. Yeah. I <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, my person, I'll do say it real quick. The person that I wanted to meet and I was excited to meet, I did get to meet. And it was Patrick Stewart. And it was because he was so cool and nice. And my brother has worked, Sean, my brother Sean was in the X-Men movies. And uh, so he sort of had an idea who I was and I kind of made a fool of myself, uh, you know, introducing myself saying, uh, you know, it's not, uh, I'm not, I'm not Sean. You don't know me. I'm Sean. And he's like, I know. Yes. Yes. I know. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay, great. And it was like really. And then we talked the whole rest of the day and he was super cool. And yeah. So I, that's the person that I was very excited to bump into at a con. I was hoping that you would, and I did, and it went better than I could have imagined. So. That, that, that is a good awesome. one. Yeah. I, I guess I, I would like to have met uh, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, the the uh, original Star Trek for me is uh, certainly, um, and everyone else on the planet pretty much, but, uh, but you know, Spock, I mean, that, that would have been a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Cassie, thank you. Very well, very fun question. What we have next? Here's one from Styles. Which scene was the most fun to shoot? I'm not well, ready for this one. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, um, for for me, um, the whole um, uh, Savage Seduction, the the uh, the telenovela episode, uh, and you know, because it was us in the TV and then it was Allison and, and Aaron and Aaron was playing both. <laughs> I mean, so funny, <laughs> so funny. My wife yeah. just, every time you do that, like jump at when you like, like just like do that great leap. She just uh, laughs and you know, it was, it was a challenge because we were, we were shooting the episode before that but but then at lunch and between we were going. Um, uh, Joanne and I were going, and Saul were going for our Spanish uh, lessons, and you know, and so having to learn the, the the words, and then having to, I had to learn the words as Pete, and I had to learn the words as Armando, and I had to learn the words as Pete pretending he was Armando, and then making the making it funny at the same time. So yeah. it was, it was, uh, it was a huge challenge for me. Um, but, uh, so much fun. I mean, uh, you know, and, and so ironic that, that it was Harvey Corman's cufflinks that, that were the artifact because, you know, I grew up with, uh, Carol Burnett and Harvey Corman and, and uh, Tim Conway and that whole group at uh, that, that kind of vaudevillian over the top, uh, so you know, Jack was like, "Oh, guess what, Eddie? You get to you get to go over the top in this one." And I was like, "Mammy, you know, I'm home." Uh, so for me, that was uh, that was my favorite. 
I loved your your look too. Like I, I guess it's when you were switching between characters. and There's like the wind gust or something. Da, 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 da. That was really really fun. I just I always yeah, it just really cracked me up every time that happened. But um, I think my uh, just because sorry, Allison, I'm gonna cut, cut you off. But the uh, oh. the first thing that or the I think it was the most memorable scene for me. I don't know if it was the most fun. Sometimes you just you just like laugh and joke, and it's just like ridiculous and you're having so much fun and there was a lot of those but i think one of the the scenes that i enjoyed the most maybe not the most fun because it was sort of a um it was sad but it was also like so much fun was the finale the big tap dance finale uh at the end of the the, uh, the finale episode and watching allison do like the big tap dance with all the dancers and there was like confetti and like it was just like such a spectacle and such a fun scene to do i mean you know that's just when you put something on the page sometimes you're like okay like how how is this gonna happen like it just seems so crazy and big and then you see it all come together and i i think it was the last scene that we shot ever for the show right so yeah. it was this really cool fun extravaganza and then it's also sort of loaded with the fact that it's the last scene that we were going to shoot and so I would say that that was probably the most memorable for me. Uh, Allison did wonderful tap dancing. I did terrible tap dancing, even though I worked my, but I swear I tried so hard. I went to all these practice lessons, D did nothing for me. Did well, nothing. Be, be sure to, there's like a cutaway, you know, they, they, they show our feet, right? Yeah. Uh, jo me and Joanne. And they're like, you know, of course, Allison was, I mean, a pro and learned and was had nailed it. And Joanne and I were just like, you can see like in the scenes where it's me, actually me and Joanne, if you slow those down, you will see that we were not good. <laughs> <laughs> we were not good at that. True. Aaron, I love that you brought up that scene. I was, as I'm sitting here, I'm going like, all right, is it the, is my, was it the most fun when trailer, the dog had the fez on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Artie and the dog were, oh, yeah, yeah, that was great yeah, yeah, But I love that you brought up the tap dance because, because yeah, I mean, what a, I mean, and that was by design, right? That was Jack making sure that yeah. we went out with a big 11 o'clock number. Yeah. And that that would be our parting memory was a grand finale with yeah. dancing girls and confetti. And, and look, when would you ever get to do like you'll never get to do that again, most likely, right? Like this is one of those never. scenes where like, it, yeah. that will never happen again. It's just such a, a huge, fun, crazy thing. So I, not yeah. until the next adaption of Great Gatsby. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to ape your answer, Aaron. I think that was absolutely the most fun, exhausting, like stimulating, uh, yeah. memorable moment of the show. Yeah. And we were all there. I mean, how often yeah. were we all together? Yeah. No, not like that. Um, Another good one was when we shot at Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we actually went out because, um, is it Tesla's? hydrodynamic uh plant that's right there yeah there is like a real uh, yeah I, i've I been there's a collaboration between tesla and escher yeah i mean it like it was insane and it it's you know it doesn't it doesn't function anymore but it's just like this 
the solenoids or whatever they're called that yeah. generate the power from the water. And, and we were right out on the water and I was with Saul one day and you know, the, the right where the falls and the, the mist is coming and it was just powerful and kind of, uh, um, you know, the ice had been breaking off and coming down and coming over. And so, you know, it's like one of those things, one of those memories for me, like I, I was just like, wow, this is what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. This is where I get to come. And I, these are the people I get to hang out with. And, and uh, you know, it's like, I always um, remember that and, and just, uh, and remind myself how lucky I was to have had that experience. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Styles, thank you. Great question. Hey, let's roll another one. Yeah. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> hey, from Anne, what do, what do you think of your character's ending? This is a good question. I like mm. this. Uh, I'll go. I know I know a lot of people were upset that uh, Pete and Micah got together at the end because the in the entire series obviously we 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 didn't play into that at all and Joanne and I made a uh, you know like a an off camera decision to just stick with just brother sister kind of uh, and 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 I think that kept you know it's always when you're watching a show and you know the the characters are kind of looking longingly at one another. You just go, just get it over already. You know, just, just, you know, just do it and let's move on. And, um, and I love the fact that we just, we kept it professional and playful and honest. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with the fact that, that uh, Pete and Micah got together at the end. I, I love the fact that Pete, got to say, uh, have that honest moment with her where he said, you know, Micah, I, I, I not, I'm in love. I not only do I love you, but I, I've fallen in love with you, you know? And it was a great, it was a great moment for me to play as a, um, as an actor. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a, a very sincere thing. And, um, you know, I, I know that people wanted uh, her to get, get together with HG which would have been fine with Pete as well. And <laughs> would have been fine with me. I, I don't care. I, so I had no problem either way, but I was, I was happy with, with the ending arc of Pete's relationship with the warehouse and with his uh, friends. There you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, I mean, I had such a, a unique and different experience from everyone else on the show because I was a teenager when I showed up and kind of came of age in a traditional sense during, I mean, when my peers were in college, right? I was running around with Warehouse 13. Um, and so when I think about Claudia's resolution on Warehouse 13, uh, especially parallel to where I was at that time in my personal life, I find it really um, profound and prescient. And uh, I love that it, for clarification, because I mean, I haven't watched it since it was on and just in case anyone else hasn't. The beginning of the episode, Claudia is kind of revealing, I don't know that I want to be caretaker. And then the final image is Claudia is caretaker. And I love that that normalizes, you don't have to have it all figured out. 
yeah. when you're a kid. And life is long and you can try different things and make mistakes and change your mind about what you want to do. Um, and your options will still, you work hard and they'll still be there for you. Um, and so I, I really, I cling to that. <laughs> I felt so, so fulfilled by that ending. I wouldn't have had it any other way. I cried when I read it. Yeah. Well, I think that's the, the, again, like the genius of, of Jack and the writers and seeing and sort of mirroring some of the dynamics of what the actors are going through. It, 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 I don't know how consciously they did some of these things or just sort of, it, it, it sort of mirrored experience. But like, yeah, of course you started out very young in the show and you grew up so much as, as Allison on the show, but Claudia grew up as well. And like, it's sort of a mirroring that. And, and I would say that for Steve's ending, similar in a way, like I felt very, um, even though everybody was very welcoming when I came onto the show, I came in on in the third season, a very successful show, a group of people who worked really, really well together. And it's a very it was a very specific set uh, in its tone and in its pace and how things worked. You have you you had to be quick. There was no way around it. Uh, you know, Jack would um, if a joke wasn't working or something wasn't working, he would change and throw something at you and you had to jump in and, and make it work. And the expectations were that you're quick and that you're going to be able to do that. And I think for the first season, I was a little bit like, whoa, okay. Like, you know, just trying to get my bearings. And so I think that that sort of mirrored by the end for Steve feeling like he was a part of something. And, and by the end of the show, I certainly felt like that and my confidence and my place in the show and, and as a character and that sort of grew throughout, um, throughout the process. And I think that's really what was mirrored in Steve's ending, that he was where he was supposed to be and that he belonged and that, that he fit in. And that's sort of, you know, on some level mirroring how I felt about it too. So um, coincidence or great writing, I, I can't answer that, but I could be both. both. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta go for that. And thank you. It's a very thoughtful question. Thanks for sharing that with us. We've got time for one or two more. Let's see what we have next. Hey, here's one from Ricky. <laughs> is this <laughs> can, wow. everybody, can everybody see that question uh, like the, the folks out there in the world well it depends what we're talking about better um, at what <sighs> you know better kisser i'm gonna go with uh sean better better snuggler aaron we have okay. aaron doesn't shave his back i, try, I, try I really i can't uh, well, I let me. You, you are, you are, you can, you, you yeah, can pass. I, I'm the expert in this. I appreciate uh, Eddie's um, vote of confidence in my snuggling, which I, you know, I, I, I don't disagree with. I don't think I'm such a bad kisser, but maybe Sean is a better kisser. I've never kissed him. I don't know. He does this I, thing I, with I, his eye. A little, little twitch. Yeah. Yeah. Little butterfly uh, kiss with the yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think that. Um, <laughs> Hmm. I'm going to be gracious and I'm going to say that Sean's the better brother. Aww. So I hope, I, I hope Sean hears that. I hope somewhere out there in, uh, in internet land that he hears that and he feels special today. I am, uh, I'm awaiting for the GI Joe franchise to start fresh because yeah. you two is Tomax and Zamot. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That would be really fun. Now, uh, which one's going to, which one's going to have the scar though? Okay. All right. I, just, uh... yeah, I actually, Sean and I were pitching a movie. It was like an MMA style movie where it was like this same idea where one brother 
was the fighter, but the the other brother felt all the the pain and stuff. So this guy would go into the ring and he would just demolish people because he could just take a beating. And then the other, it, it was a very strange movie, but it was the same sort of idea. Uh, That's and cool. It, quite the concept didn't quite look sorry the concept was interesting it just it just wasn't all there because it didn't really it was a very grounded movie in a lot of sense except for this thing and it was no explanation to it so at the end of the day you're just like well you know in gi joe i feel like you know when you've got cobra commander and like all these bad you, you can kind of you know there's a you can suspend disbelief a little bit but for this one it just didn't it, anyway but it's a good didn't, didn't we have an episode of warehouse 13 where you would it was between you and and Allison, right, Aaron? Yes. yes. Yeah, there was something. Uh, uh, something would happen to the person, and then the other person well, would be. It was a metronome. Come on, guys. Connected us. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And there was. Yeah. 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 Totally. I'm old. The the Corsican brother connection. Yes. Yes. Totally. I forgot about that. Yes, but there was an element of that. Totally. So you were going to steal that idea. So you were going to steal that idea from Warehouse 13 and put it into your script. I didn't. Uh, yes, I'm calling Jack right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut him in. Text him. Tell him we got to talk. I'll cut him in on that. <laughs> oh my! Story, story uh, credits go to Jack. Mm, indeed, indeed. I got a note from my uh, producer. Says he has found proof of that someone was the originator of the farting prank. Right. That's not me. <laughs> Oh, it so looks like me. Joe. Was it Joe that ripped one? I think it was Joe. Yeah, yeah. Good, good jigging. She always, uh, she always loved asparagus. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's that wasn't you. All right. Well, Paul, strike one on that. But Galaxy Sky <laughs> sure, viewers, Galaxy Sky viewers, this has been my time with the cast of Warehouse Thirteen, uh, gentlemen and lady. This has been an absolute delight. Any final words for our audience before we go? I just have one thing to say real quick before because before I forget, uh, Eddie, you probably remember uh, Sean Smith. He uh, did the Kickstarter and organized the uh, Warehouse 13 game. He sort of did a Kickstarter for a game uh, and he's doing another Kickstarter to uh, launch an expansion, an HG Wells expansion for it. So I'm going to uh, try and put this in uh, the link to the Kickstarter on my Twitter and social media stuff. So if you guys are interested in that, or if you have already, you know, have the the other game and are looking to, you know, get the extension or whatever, HG Wells. So I don't know. I, I he yeah, sent I've, me. I've played. I've played it with them. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's. Uh, re, I mean, they really did their their research. I mean, you know, I, I just sat there and they were like, "Are you enjoying yourself?" And I was like, "Uh huh." I you know, because it's for like the people that play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm, I'm more of a checkers guy, you know, like when it comes to chess checkers, I'm, I'm a che uh, checkers guy, but it, it's uh, really uh, involved and it's a great game and, and uh, um, I recommend it. Yeah. So I'm going to put the, I, I, I spoke with him the other day and he just said, Hey, I know you guys are doing a con. Would you mind shouting it out? So if you guys, if that sounds interesting to you guys, anybody out there, I'm going to put the, uh, uh, the link to the Kickstarter on my social media after uh, later today. So check it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd like to say, I'd like to say something real quick. Um, um, I just want to say thank you to, to everybody out there who has continued to, um, support me and support us and support the show. Um, I had no idea coming into um, coming into to the sci-fi community um, uh, as an actor. 
I, I, you know, usually you do shows and then they end and then, you know, you, you remember them fondly. Um, but this was the first time that I had ever done something where, um, the people continue to like support you. Um, and, and, uh, the fact that we have these conventions and that we're able to come to these, um, it's been a huge blessing for me, you know, um, I, I need, I need, you know, a little shot in the arm now and again. And, um, and it's nice to, to get that shot and to be able to give back to you guys. So, um, and to see my castmates, um, it's, it's been a big gift. So I appreciate you all. Thank you. Seconded. Seconding that. And also I want to add, all right, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna plug myself, y'all, I release <laughs> yeah. music as La Femme Pondu. I got a, my second album is coming out this fall. The links are in all my bios. You know how to find it. Um, but on the topic of like what Eddie was just saying, I I feel like we probably all three of us and other folks who were on the show, when we have the pleasure of talking to fans who who found Warehouse or our characters to be particularly meaningful and impactful for them, sometimes. I'll hear folks say that like the show saved them or a character showed them the way or something. And I just want to, what I want to say and go with me on this is that television will not save you. And we are not professional therapists. When you have had an experience where you were motivated to take care of yourself, that's your resiliency at work. That's you accessing your strength and being able to recognize something healthy or something inspiring in storytelling. Um, and so it's so, my God, it's so, it's such an honor and it's so overwhelming to, to know that by us just showing up and putting our costumes on and having fun for five years that we touch somebody, you know, but I, I don't, I'm not comfortable taking undue credit for what ultimately amounts to, Y'all are strong. I'll take it. I'll take the credit. Allison, that's one of the best things I, I have ever heard about the relationship of, of fandom to characters and the fans and everything else. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I really appreciate that. So I'm sure our audience. Yes, yes. <laughs> and what's the album called again? Uh, the album that's currently out is called Absolute Horror. Um, it's 13 songs in French. I call them French horror ballads inspired by female characters from classic horror cinema. Ooh, girl. Ooh. That <laughs> that's rad. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, Mary, what's the Mary Shelley uh, song? Do you have a Mary Shelley uh, song? So, yeah, I do have a, I have a Bride of Frankenstein song. Oh, oh nice, <laughs> nice. Very nice. We'll have to All check right. it out. She has lots of talent. Ah, as you all do. Aaron, Eddie, Allison, thank you so much for joining us on the Galaxy Cup Virtual thank Stage. You, thank thank you, you, our audience, for joining us today. And thank you for those wonderful questions you shared with us. Hope to see you all again soon. Until then, bye-bye, everyone. Take care. And remember, smiles are free. Spend them often.